Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. Can we give it up though for our pastors? Okay, pastors Earl and Onika. I'm biased, okay, but I believe they are the best pastors on the planet. And um, I think what God has been doing uh, here at White Rock at Bishop Arts, what he's going to do in North Dallas, what he's been doing in Antigua is only just the beginning of what God has uh, for this church family and for y'all. But um, there are some churches that are big, and then there are other churches that are big and influential. And I feel like um, God is, um, has a mandate and a calling on our pastors to be influential, not just in the church world, but in the business realm and throughout the world. So I love you, and I'm so honored to get to be a part of what God is doing here at Shoreline City. Okay, y'all ready for today? Y'all ready for, y'all ready for today? You ready? First time guests, we love you. We're so happy you're here. Hey, you, you are an answer to our prayers. Like, like we actually prayed for you to be here, okay? If you're a first time guest, we've been praying for you that you would be here today. So you are proof that God answers prayer. And we're so happy that you are here today. Hey, you do not have to be perfect, just like Pastor Earl was saying. You don't have to be perfect to belong, okay? I'm not perfect, okay? So don't put that pressure on me and I won't put that pressure on you. But we're all going to be is we're going to be surrendered to Jesus Christ and staying on the wheel as the potter fashions us to who he has called us to be. But you ready to jump into some Bible? Okay, pull out your U version or your Bible. We're also going to put uh, the scripture on the screens today. We're jumping into Luke. Luke chapter 17. Okay, I'm going to read some verses here, so stick with me. 11, 11 through 19. Luke chapter 17, 11 through 19. It says, now on his way to Jerusalem... Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice. I feel like, I feel like this is how many times we can feel like our relationship with God is. That we're actually standing at a distance, shouting out to him, and we're wondering, does he even hear us or see us? Here we see the lepers shouting out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go, show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise, go. Your faith has made you well. Here we see Jesus interacting with some lepers. The way he interacted with them was actually to bring hope and restoration, to bring healing to them. This is what Jesus does in our lives, okay? He does this in our lives even whenever we eat too much. Okay, it's Thanksgiving weekend, and I ate way too much food. Okay, I went back for seconds. Okay, as my wife likes to say, repeat. Okay, she like you go back for repeat. So I went back for seconds and for thirds, and then I slept, and then I woke up, and then I ate again, and I ate again, and I took another nap. Okay, and then I woke back up and I ate again and went to bed for the night. That was my Thanksgiving, and it was amazing, and it was wonderful. I mean, just desserts laid out. And we had, we had a casserole, okay, and we had turkey, fried turkey. Have you ever had fried turkey? 
If you have not had fried turkey, do yourself a favor, okay, and get some fried turkey. It was amazing, okay, but in an effort to lose all the calories I had just consumed, okay, me and some friends, okay, we we're going to go play basketball on Friday. Friday morning, we get up, we're going to go play basketball. Now, I want to I let you know the last time I played basketball, I did a great job, okay. I did it, I was, I mean, I was, I was doing a great job, three for four, okay, from the three-point line, okay, I had my swagger on, I got some assists, I had some, I had some rebounds, I felt good, like Steph Curry, what, you better watch out, okay, Eric is coming, now, I'm older, okay, I have gotten older, and so the way I see things in my brain, and the way it actually happens, <laughs> can be a little bit different, right, okay, because I see myself as being quick and I'm slow. I think I can jump, and I got like this, okay. So the way a game plays out in my head many times is different than what's actually happening. Now, we went and played basketball on Friday, and it was not a good day for me, y'all. It was a rough day for me. I was missing shots. I went up to do a layup, and all I did was hit the backboard. Okay, fellas, if you know basketball, ladies, if you know basketball, you know that's embarrassing, okay? This would be like, this would be like week, uh, last week you were on your fashion game, ladies, okay? You had your dresses, and you had your heels, and your makeup was looking good. Okay, your hair was looking good, and then the next week, you're, you're, okay, your fashion game is not very strong. Matter of fact, what happened is uh, you walked out of the bathroom at the mall and you had toilet paper stuck to your shoes. This was what, this is what this basketball game was for me because now I'm trying, I'm struggling. I get the ball. We had just won, so I'm around two here, and we had just won. And I'm holding the ball, and the guy that's defending me stole the ball from me, just straight up. I had it in my hands. He took it from me. The ball goes flying. I sprint. It wasn't a fast sprint, but I sprint with everything I can to chase after this ball. I don't know if he tripped me. I don't know if I fell. I don't know if I dove. All I remember is I just, boom, hit the ground, and I slide. Boom, hit the wall. Okay, so I'm like, give me up, give me up, give me up, let me up. Okay, help me up. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. I'm walking like I'm doing a Humpty dance. I'm not good. Parker, can you let me, come on, sub in for me, sub in for me, sub in for me. We're around my boys, we, we, we go back home, we get some more food, okay, because leftovers is better than the first round, okay, so I'm eating leftovers for days, okay, and I, I'm eating some leftovers, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing meal. I'm acting tough. I get in the car with my wife, and it's just her, and it's just me, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> oh, we drive home, I get it, I get home, I walk in, I'm in the living room, ooh, oh, it hurts, my hip, on oh, my knee, my foot, I think he stepped on my foot, and my wife, she was just doing amazing, she's like, baby, what do you need, I got you, I got you, what do you need, what do you need, come on, hold on a second, come on, come on, come on in the bed, come on, lay in the bed, okay, I, I got you, I got, I'm going to take, I'm going to take care of you, okay, you need ice, which, which is worse, your hip or your knee, what, I'm like the bottom of my knee, the inside, but the top of my knee, it hurts, I was bleeding, my knee was bleeding. Okay, she put a Donald Duck Band-Aid right there on my knee for me. Okay, just patching me up real good. Here, here I was going through all this pain, but I don't think I said thanks once. Because I was preoccupied with my pain. Oh, my hip. She's like, I got you. I'm going to fix up your hip. Oh, my knee. She's like, I'm going to fix up your knee. Oh, my foot. I was preoccupied with my pain that I couldn't be grateful 
for what she was actually doing. I wasn't grateful for the fact that I have a home to go to, first of all. I wasn't grateful for the fact that I have a bed to lay in. I wasn't grateful for the fact that, thank you to Amazon Prime, I had a nice ice pack to put on my knee. I wasn't even grateful because I was preoccupied, preoccupied with my pain. Wasn't being grateful. Ooh, ooh, here we see these 10 lepers. These 10 lepers, they go off to get healed, and only one of them come back. Only one comes back. Preoccupied with their blessing. They can't even be grateful. We can be preoccupied with our pain and just be all in our feelings. You can even be preoccupied with the blessings that God has given you. And now this house that was a blessing is actually now a distraction from what God is calling you to do. The family, your husband or your wife, what that was a blessing has now actually become a distraction into what God is calling you to do. Preoccupied. I've learned, I've learned that there's actually strength in gratitude. The title of today's message is, Give thanks. There's power in saying thank you. I didn't know this as a kid. I didn't know this growing up. Okay, my family didn't teach me this. I didn't know that that was actually uh, showing strength. I didn't know that there was power in my gratitude. I actually thought it was weakness. Now, it's one thing, it's one thing to be like, um, you held the door open for me. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. That's one thing, okay, because it doesn't really mean a whole lot. But whenever someone does something huge for you, like heal you from leprosy, bandage up your hip and your knee and your foot, and you're not expressing thanks, I, I thought that that was actually showing weakness. I didn't understand that it was actually showing strength. Until I came to here to this church, and one of our 12 stones is what? Is that we express joy and thanks. I had to shift in my heart and in my mind. I had to learn what it was like to say thank you. I had to learn whenever someone does something for me to be like, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful because I would feel it in my heart, but I wouldn't actually say it. Something else that I've learned about thankfulness, okay? Something else I've learned about thankfulness. Thankfulness does not exclude pain. Does not exclude heartbreak does not exclude disappointment. Thankfulness doesn't mean you have it all together. Thankfulness doesn't mean that you're on the top of the mountain. Thankfulness does not mean that you're on your A game. Thankfulness does not exclude difficulty. Here we see the, the, these lepers, 10 lepers. You know what leprosy does? One of the things that leprosy does is it actually kills nerve endings so you don't feel. This is why so many, time you, so many times you see lepers, they actually don't have fingers. They'll lose a nose or an ear or a foot. Because they can't feel. So many times you and I, we actually try to run away from pain, but it's actually sometimes it's pain that's guiding us and leading us and directing us. You're feeling pain right now. It just may be because you're actually in the hands of the potter and he's forming you and he's fashioning you and he's just getting everything that he wants to get out of you. You're feeling pain. Thankfulness does not exclude pain. But I also realize this is the holidays, okay? This is the holidays. And some of us are going through some real pain. Maybe you've lost someone that you've loved. You're going through a season of transi transition that you've never expected to be in, and it's difficult. And the holidays will just kind of highlight that. It has, has a way about it. And I'll, I'll never forget uh, Miss Judy Brown. Miss Judy Brown, she's like a mama here at this house. Okay, she is amazing and wonderful. She's got this beautiful, 
beautiful silver hair that just is so long and majestic and wonderful. I catch myself staring at her hair sometimes. It's awkward, but I'm that guy, okay? And so here, I remember, I remember Miss Judy going through a season of difficulty. I think it was within, within a one-year period. She lost a loved one, then lost a loved one, then lost another loved one. And I'm not talking about cousins. I'm not talking about aunts or uncles. I'm talking about mom. I'm talking about daughter. Real pain. I'll never forget. I'll never forget Judy Brown. She was standing right here. Every Wednesday as a, as a staff team, we have prayer. Okay, well, we're praying for you. We're praying for God to move on your behalf. And I'll never forget Miss Judy standing right here. And I don't remember what she prayed for. Um, but I remember looking at her because I was standing right here. And I know your eyes are supposed to be closed, okay? I have some church etiquette, okay? I know your eyes are supposed to be closed while you're praying, okay? But I cheated, okay? I'm not perfect. I already, I already told you this, okay? And I, my eyes are just open. I'm just staring at Miss Judy as it goes around the circle and it's her turn to pray. And I'll never forget her holding hands with the person to the left of her and the person to the right of her. And she's saying, God, I thank you. I thank you that you're good. Tears. She had her, she, she had her glasses on and tears just flowing. God, I thank you that you're for me. God, I thank you that you're creator of heaven and earth. God, I thank you, God, that even through this pain, you're with me. God, I thank you that you're so good, that you're better than if I could have ever imagined. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. It was just praise was just coming out of her. It was just billowing out of her. I don't even know if she prayed for y'all in that prayer, okay? She forgot her prayer request because it was literally just praise the entire time. And I remember looking at her thinking, okay, Miss Judy, you're teaching me. That's how you get through difficult seasons. That's how you get through some real pain. I know it doesn't make sense sometimes. I know that doesn't really make sense, but I understood in that moment that it was actually giving thanks and showing gratitude that gets you through the most difficult seasons of your life. I learned that. Miss Judy taught me that right here on this stage. We see it also here with the lepers. But there's also something else that you see about thankfulness, okay? There's something else that you see. Thankfulness reminds you that God is for you. He's actually, he's on your side. I, can, you, can you imagine what it would be like to be one of these ten lepers? Okay, the thing um, about lepers is that they would actually join up, they would huddle up in a colony, and they would actually have to be outside of the city because they can't be in the city because it, they're unclean and they have to be out. So this is why Jesus, as he was traveling between cities, he ran into this colony. If he was in downtown Dallas, he wouldn't have seen him. Okay, if he was in downtown Antigua, he wouldn't have seen him. Okay, but he was in between cities and he runs into this colony. And here, here, we see, here we see these lepers getting cleansed and being made whole. And then one actually comes back. And then Jesus says, as the leper, because they, had, they had, haven't had touch, right? So he, they've been um, outcasts. And he runs and he lands himself at Jesus' feet. And Jesus says what? He says, rise, go. You are made well. Another translation says that you're actually made whole. I wonder, I wonder if in that moment, did his fingers grow back? Did his foot, did his foot grow back? Did he, lose, did he lose some toes and they came back? Or was it in that moment that Jesus actually healed mindsets in his heart and in his life? Because this, this man, this leper, had been used to colony mindset. He had lived outside the camp for years 
and actually showing thankfulness and showing praise, there was a shift in his mindset. This is what it does. It actually changes our mindset from thinking that God is against us. Instead, now we realize that God is for us. And he's on our side. There's a story in the Bible uh, of, this, of this man who he owns his own business, okay? And he actually gets three of his employees and he says, hey, I'm going to go on a journey. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you $100, okay? Double it up. I'm going to give you $50, okay? You got it? Double it up. I'm going to give you $10. Double it up. He, the, the owner of the business goes on a long journey. doesn't say how long he's gone, okay? But he comes back and he says, okay. I gave you $100. What did you do? And the first man says, or woman, okay, says, I, I took your money, and what I did is I invested, okay. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Thank you so much for entrusting me. I took that money, and boom, here's you $100 more. Then the second, the second one comes up and says, thank you so much for entrusting me with this money. Thank you so much for what you gave me. Boom, here you go. Here's $50 more. Then the, the third one, he, he goes up to him, and the third one says, I knew you to be a hard man. I knew you to be difficult. Same master, two mindsets. Same master, two mindsets. When you have thankfulness in your heart and when you express gratitude, it actually shifts your mindset to believing that God is for you and he's not against you. It was actually thankfulness that determined fruit in their lives. It wasn't their ability to invest. It was thankfulness. It was thankfulness that did that. One of, the things, one of the things that God is actually dealing in my heart and in my life is what it looks like to be a son. Like what does it mean to be a son? Uh, this is actually something that I think that our pastors actually have a great revelation on it because I remember when the church first started, Pastor Earl would get up and he would say the benediction prayer and he would, he, they, they always kind of have these taglines that they always say, okay? And one of them was, we are your sons and we are your daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. And I remember, I remember hearing him say that over and over and I remember thinking, I think he has a revelation about what it looks like to be a son that I don't have. I think he knows something about Jesus that I don't know, and I, I want that. And just these past couple weeks, God has been dealing with me on what it looks like to be a son. He's trying to shift my mindset. There's this story in the Bible, okay, about the prodigal son. And what this young man does, he actually goes up to his father, and there are two sons, and he goes up to his father, and he says, hey, Dad, I want you to give me my inheritance right now, okay? I'm in my 20s. I want to live it up. Okay, and the, and the father was actually so gracious, he didn't like pff, pff, get in line. No, no, no. He said, okay, okay, son, you want your inheritance? Okay, I'm going to give it to you. Gave him half of everything that he owned. The son took his inheritance. He went straight to Las Vegas, and he was just making it rain, okay? He was bottle service night after night, okay? He was going to the best restaurants. I mean, I'm talking, he was taking care of all of his boys. Everybody eats. Right? He was just making it, making it rain. Here he was just spending his inheritance, okay? And he ran out, came to an end. He had nowhere to go. All his friends had left him. And he actually found himself eating pig's food. You know you're desperate when you're going to eat pig's food. And he comes to this revelation. He finally says, hold on a second, you know what? The servants, okay, the, the employees uh, of my dad uh, actually eat better than this. So I'm going to go home, 
And I'm going to ask, can I even, can I just, can I be a servant? Can I be an employee? The son was not acting like a son when he was spending his inheritance. The son was not acting like a son while he was just bottle service after bottle service. The son was not acting like a son whenever he demanded for his inheritance. The son was actually finally acting like a son whenever he came home. Whenever he came back to his father, we see, this in, we see this in the life of Christ, okay? Jesus, there was a time Jesus was out and he was speaking, okay? And there were 5,000 men. I don't know how many women were there. I don't know how many kids, but literally thousands and thousands of people, and they're starting to get hungry. You know what it's like when you get hangry? <laughs> the, first, the first argument my wife and I ever got in was because she was hangry, okay? She just needed some food, 5,000 people plus are about to get hangry, and the disciples know what that means. So they start freaking out. They're like, Jesus, 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 they're getting hungry. Jesus, they're getting hungry. Send them away because, you know, it gets crazy when people get hangry. Jesus, send them away. And Jesus is like, hold on a second. Mm -mm. What did Jesus not do? Jesus did not hear that and run in the kitchen and start making bread. Oh, I got to make bread for 5,000 people. Jesus did not say, hold on a second, let me jump in a boat. I'm about to go fishing. I need to catch fish for 5,000 plus people. Jesus didn't do that. But that's what we do. We see a need. We try to fill it in our own strength. That's not what it looks like to be a son. That's not what it looks like to be a daughter. This is not what it actually looks like. What did Jesus do? Jesus said, hey, what you got? What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Disciples, what do you have? Okay. You got a little bit of bread. You got a little bit of, of fish. I'm going to take it. The first thing Jesus did is he gave thanks to the Father. What it looks like to be a son. I'm talking about a mindset shift. A mindset shift that you will know that God is not against you, but instead he's actually for you. What it looks like to live out your life as a son or as a daughter. But another thing that thankfulness does, another thing that it does, thankfulness creates intimacy. It creates intimacy. Here we see the lepers, nine of them. Just keep on going. I want to remind you that they were living in a colony outside of the camp. I mean, they're like, they're like Oklahoma from here, okay? Like they're living, they're like suburbia all the way, okay? They're past Frisco. They're way out in the country. They're like, they're living in the jungle excluded from everybody, okay? Lepers. Can't touch anybody. And now we see this leper cleansed. And what does he do? He runs. I mean, he's just faster than me. Okay, my run is slow. I imagine he's sprinting toward Jesus. And he's at his feet. Touching him. I wonder, I actually wonder, was, this the, was, this, was Jesus the first person that this man touched after being healed? Like, can you imagine the intimacy of that? I mean, you have someone you love, a mom or a dad you haven't seen in a while, a husband or a wife, a cousin, a best friend, and just giving him that hug, giving her that hug, how it means so much. Thankfulness creates intimacy. You want to be close to your dad. Be thankful. Express thanks. You want to, be, you want to have a better relationship with your mother. Begin to express Thanks. You want to be close to your son or to your daughter. I'm telling you, 
begin to express thanks. Tell them, I'm proud of you. Hey, you're doing a great job. I'm on your side. You want to be close to your boss or to your mentor. Begin to express thanks. Tell them how thankful you are. Thankfulness creates intimacy. You're going to be closest to those that you praise the most, okay? So thankfulness. You want to have a better relationship in your life. You want to be closer to your friends. You feel like you're isolated, that you're all alone. You would probably say, hold on a second, I feel like I'm a leper colony because it's just, you don't know me, okay? And it's just me and my cat, okay? I like cats, okay? I'm not against you. I like cats, okay? Shout out to all the cat lovers out there, all right? But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now that you're actually surrounded by people. If you're here in this room, you're surrounded by people. And this is why it's so important that we do connect groups. And this is, this is why it's so important that we do linemen. And this is why it's so important that we do sisterhood. And this is why we actually host a conference called Cultivate. Why? Because we want to get you surrounded by people. There are people surrounding you, cheering you on. Even if you don't feel like you have anything to be thankful for. You're here, to, you're here today and you're thinking, I don't have anything. Hold on a second. I was praying for a marriage and I'm not married. I'm not dating. Uh, I'm single. I don't even have any prospects, okay? I'm so far away. I have nothing to be thankful for. Maybe you're thinking, hold on a second. The business isn't going like I want it to, and I feel like I'm going failure after failure after failure after failure, and I don't feel like there's anything to be thankful for. Or maybe you're here saying you're struggling with your health, and you're thinking, I don't have anything to be thankful for. I promise you, if you stop, and you do like this leper did, and you turn around and you come back and you face, face towards Jesus Christ and you begin to think about where you actually are, it may seem difficult right now. But I guarantee you, you're a lot further along than you realize. Oh, my hip. Oh, my knee. My, he stepped on my foot. He preoccupied to see the blessings that are in your life. I'm complaining about my hip, and I'm talking about my knee the whole time. My wife is literally just, okay, let me, oh, you, let me get you a Band-Aid. Oh, you want some fettuccine Alfredo? Let me warm up you some fettuccine Alfredo. Okay, here's your, here's your LaCroix, okay? Like just serving it up for me. And this is what it's like in our lives, okay? We're like, oh, God, are you, do you even see me? Oh, God, am I going to be single forever? Jesus, will I really launch that business? And, and he's just working. He's trying to position you. But you, you can't see. You can't see the blood. Blessings in your life. Preoccupied by your pain. Preoccupied by your blessing. Not knowing what it looks like to be a son or daughter. Not realizing that it's thankfulness that creates intimacy. Brings you in. There's strength in gratitude. It's not weakness. Don't be like me. I got it wrong for years. Step into who God is calling you to be here at Shoreline City. We express joy and thanks. Even if you don't feel like it's you, okay, for me, I don't always feel like it's me. But I know I'm a part of something that's so much bigger than me. I'm a part of a church. I'm a part of a community. I'm a son of God. I'm a Christian. And it's not about me. I find my identity in him. If Jesus was walking around today, I think he'd be pretty awesome. I think he'd be pretty grateful. I think he'd be pretty thankful. But I don't feel it. But I'm going to be it. It may be awkward, okay? But that's all right. Just baby steps, okay? Just baby step it. Because what the enemy will try to do is he will try to pervert your perspective. 
on God. He tries, to, he tries to actually get you to think that you're a leper shouting out to God, Jesus, Master, do you see my pain? Do you see where I'm at? The enemy will try to get you to think that there's a distance between you and God, that you, are far, that you are so far away from God that you have to shout and he doesn't hear you. And I'm here to tell you today that you are not an outcast, okay? You are not forgotten. You are not overlooked. But instead, there's actually a God who loves you and he sees you. He sent his son to die for you specifically to bridge, to bridge that gap. You're not a leper. You're not screaming out to a God who doesn't hear you. There's a, there needs to be a mind, mindset shift. Realizing that you're a son, you're a daughter, he's for you. He's on your side. He loves you. You don't have to be perfect. None of us are perfect. He loves you. Like, that's the point. He, he loves you and he sees you. It's so difficult to know that. But I want to read this passage, okay, in Psalm chapter 136. I just want to read this over you. Because here we see how thankfulness reveals his love. And how thankfulness creates intimacy. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, his love endures forever. Come on, church. Let's be a church that gives thanks Let's be a church that expresses joy and thanks, realizing that he's for you and he's on your side. Church family, let's pray. If everyone here could bow your heads. And if you're here today and you feel like, you know what? I actually feel like I'm more like the leper. I feel like I'm outcast. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm unloved. I feel like I'm overlooked. I want to remind you today that you are not, and that God sees you, and he's for you. And if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ to be number one, maybe, or maybe there was a time in your life you did, and uh, things have just kind of happened, life has happened, okay? Or maybe you made the decision as a kid, and now you've actually grown up, and you've left the home, and you have to actually decide what it really looks like to be a Christian for yourself, and you've been running from God, not towards him. But you're here today. And you want to recommit your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. Or you want to surrender your, your life to him for the very first time. I'm going to ask you to do something simple, yet something bold. I'm going to ask you on the count of three to just raise up your hands. You ready? One, two, three. To raise your hand for those who want to accept Jesus first or recommit their heart and their life to Jesus Christ. Church family, let's all do this together. Let's put our hand over our heart. 
and repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for forgiving me all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Church family, let's lift up our heads. Let's clap our hands to those who have given their hearts to Christ. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, church. If you gave your life to Jesus today, we'd love to know you, meet you, and hear your story. So be sure to email your information to info at shorelinecity.church so we can get you the tools you need to grow in Christ and impact this world. Love you, church.